Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here to record episode 169, and today we are talking about the coronavirus in China. For our listeners out there who haven't been listening for five months or uh, have been living under a rock, um, I have been living in China for the past five months and uh, recently left due to the coronavirus. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, but today's episode, we are going to give you some firsthand experience on what it was like to be in China during the outbreak of the coronavirus. And uh, hopefully Jared will give us some stats and some facts as well. Um, so without further ado, my man with a plan, what's going on, Jared? Hi, Chad. I was struggling to hear you over that shirt. Unfortunately, <laughs> due to your wife, due to your, I'm going to assume your Wi-Fi. No one will be able to see this shirt, but believe me, everyone, it's loud. Um, Chad, you really do not know how to drop a bombshell. You're just casually like, well, yeah, lived in China for five months. Not anymore. <laughs> anyway, moving on. You just, you gotta build up to things <laughs> like this and, and wait to, you gotta just roll with the punches, Jared. threw it in there and I'm like, all right, cool. All right. That's how we're going to do start it off. Just casual like yep. that. We're real that's casual right. here at the Untranslatable podcast. So I'm just going to casually ask you to, uh, you know, follow us on all the socials Untranslatable podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, excuse me. Untranslatable podcast on Twitter, Untranslatable one on uh, tw on Twitter. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Spread a little love. There we go. Um, this loud shirt's distracting me. It really is. It's my fault. There's my apologies. There's so much going on with it. I, I can't even focus on, what I'm on what's going on in my head. Uh, you can this also, might have to be the new official Untranslatable shirt. Well, I mean, soon we'll be uh, definitely, we'll be back in 1080p video. Uh, That's so true. We'll be able to get ready, Jared. I'm gonna find video. you a loud shirt too. So we'll, that would be great. I would love that. Yeah. You say that like a threat. You wear that I with your loud that. jacket. You wear that with oh. your loud jacket you bought in Berlin. Just get yes. real loud. Yes. Although it's too cold. Tune into for that the now. extra loud, untranslatable podcast coming coming <laughs> to a home near you very soon. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. Um, so. Uh, yeah, uh, give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, please. Special. That's Stop. Russian for please. This is a language podcast, partially. Um, but also a podcast that talks about untranslatable phrases and travel and um, life changes like leaving a country due to a horrific outbreak. Um, but before we get into that, you will be traveling soon, and I love this stuff. But I happened to come across something on Twitter of a woman. This is slightly old, but very inf informative and probably still very true all mm -hmm. to this day. Okay. And I just wanted to play this video I found on Twitter of this woman explaining to um, like a news network what to do, what to touch, what to eat and drink on the airplane, um, and how, how the other s flight attendants handled that kind of stuff. Um, how does it feel being in, you don't have, sorry, I just realized you have, you're internet free right now. Well, uh, internet restriction free, more or less. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I've been able Granted, to access yeah, Facebook, sucks, but yeah. Instagram. <laughs> um, I would say Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter, but I have right. been on Instagram, posted a pic from Hong Kong. Uh, I'm surprised Jared didn't give me shit for because I didn't send it to him, but I can send that to you as well, Jared. Uh, and I will say this, Jared. I just had a I'm quick layover in Hong shit. Kong. I, I'd expect nothing from you anymore. <laughs> I kind of I kind of miss it though. I miss I'm sure some of our listeners miss it too. I just don't expect I any, anything I, anymore. <laughs> that's fair. Well, you can it's expect, expect loud way. shirts from now on, Jared. That's for sure. But but yeah, so to paint the picture for all of our listeners out there, um, I had to leave China. I left on 
breaking the fourth wall here, left on the 31st of January at 3 in the morning from Beijing Airport. Uh, flew in, had a three-hour, 40-minute flight into Hong Kong, landed at uh, 7 a.m. How was the and flight? as we were flying in, flight was fine. Couldn't really sleep at all. Was there, um, I wonder I think, why. Was there anyone, um, like, how packed was the airport? How, like, how was... Airport was surprisingly not very busy, but I think that's for a few reasons. Number one, it is still Chinese New Year. When this mm-hmm. podcast comes out, it will have just ended. They extended uh, it two, for a lot of companies, too, I heard. They did. They did, yes. Um, but so, so that's one reason. I think another big reason why it wasn't as busy is it was a 3 a.m. flight. Oh, right, right, right. So right, I don't right. know how many flights go out at 3 a.m., um, but even yeah, know it was a 3 a.m. flight. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of, there's a lot of late night flights here in, in China. Um, so yeah, so I flew to Hong Kong, got to Hong Kong at about 7 a.m. Did you As wear we your were, mask at, uh, when you were out the whole time? Whole flight. On the, yeah. Wore my mask the entire time at the airport. Um, entire time at the airport. Uh, entire time on the flight. Um, yeah, wore, I didn't take off the mask until I was in Bali. I have a friend that is traveling domestically coming up in the next couple of days. And he uh-huh. bought a uh, one of those N- N99 masks on mm-hmm. Amazon, but yep. they were like a lot of them were sold out. Like they were hard to come yep. by. I'm sure in China they yep. were probably sold out a lot in a lot of places too. Yes, but um, yes. he still found one, and the one he found mm-hmm. um, has like a fake faux uh, snakeskin appearance, like yellow and black oh, that's snakeskin funny. appearance on it. <laughs> Okay. And, and he's going to be on the airplane in the United States, mind you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I think right now it hasn't become a big enough issue where that's really necessary. Mm-hmm. I'm also not a medical professional, but unless someone is on the plane who was recently in Wuhan or was infected by someone who was in Wuhan, which in the States are only five cases, right. at least that, unless they've increased and since I all- last checked. They're all related to people that were in Huan directly, I believe. Correct. And they've quarantined and isolated all five of those cases. Mm-hmm. So, and they've also contacted everybody who was in contact. So, so that's actually a really good sign. For our listeners in the U.S., I personally, what I've read and what I know about the virus, I wouldn't be worried about it if you're living in the United States. Now, if you are taking a flight that uh, has a lot of passengers from China, uh, I mean, technically speaking, the risk is a lot higher um, just because they could have been in Wuhan. They could have, you know, they, who knows? But I'm not trying to spread panic or fear here. But I think overall, um, you should be fairly safe to fly. I think um, saying overall. you should be fairly safe to fly is not spreading panic or fear. I think that's a good because <laughs> that's not what we're trying to do here the at the Untranslatable Podcast. You're saying go for yeah. it. All right. right. Um, I will tell you, though, Jared. Yeah, go ahead. What will you tell me, Chad? I will tell you that the first flight, the mask was so uncomfortable, I couldn't sleep. But the second flight from Hong Kong from 7 a.m., it was a five-hour flight, 7 a.m. No, we left at 10 and got into Bali, uh, Denpasar at uh, 3 o'clock, so 10 to 3. And I slept almost the entire flight. Wow. With the mask on. I think it's because, yeah, because I think I started to get kind of used to it. It was kind of uncomfortable. The trick is, though, with some of the masks, the way that the little rubber band things are, if you put it right behind your ears... I wish we were on YouTube right now, but we aren't because of my crappy connection here in Bali. But it forces your ears to kind of like droop, and it's uh, kind of painful over a long period of time. But I saw a couple Chinese people who put the the rubber band part more on the crown of the back of their head. Mm. Genius. 
I did that, go. and uh, and the mask was still on nice and tight, and uh, uh, wasn't too painful. Um, so yeah, but I will tell you this, Jared. Everyone on the flight from Beijing to Hong Kong had a mask on. Every single person I saw from Bali, or sorry, from Hong Kong to Bali, including the flight everybody attendants. Everybody had a. Yes. Okay. Yes. I should, Everyone, I should, should be especially the flight attendants, I guess, as many people right. as they A lot of the with. flight attendants not only had masks on, but they gloves. also had um, gloves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had gloves. Um, but then the interesting thing was the flight from Hong Kong to Bali, there were three people that didn't have a mask on. They were all Westerners, or, well, I, they were white people. I would mm. assume they're Westerners. Um, they didn't have masks on. Um, but the other thing is, too, like, masks really don't. From what I've read, the only thing that masks protect you from it's is like not touching your, your eyes. Oh. And, well, no, no, no. Not touching your... Sorry, not your eyes. Not touching your nose or your mouth, which is one way that you can get infected. So if, really if the virus is on your hands... You from yourself. Correct. And if you have a mask on, if you were to have the coronavirus, if you have the mask on and you do cough or sneeze, you're not spreading those germs to others. Mm. Um, but the thing is here is that... If your eyes are exposed, if someone right. were to sneeze or if you were to touch something where the virus was and you rub your eyes, um, you can get the virus. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very, very careful. Mm-hmm. Very careful. Um, I've never, I'm still, even though I've been in Bali now, this is my second day here. I've been using hand sanitizer like a madman. I've mm-hmm. been using soap like a madman. That Whenever shirt I get anything on my away from you too. It does. Actually, no. Everyone wants to come talk to me because of my loud shirt. Um, we'll have to take a screenshot or I'll, I'll wear this tomorrow and get some pictures so, so Jared oh, can post please. it just so people know what he's talking about. Um, but I've been, I've still, I'm in Bali my second day and I still have been washing my hands like a madman. Whenever I get like a, like feel like I need to scratch my eyes, I like squim real hard. If I need to scratch my nose, like I don't, I usually right. use like my sleeve, like, you know, my so, so well, I'm still really, trying to be as careful as possible. Like, like you're definitely safer than when you were in China, but you're by no right. means... In Indonesia, there's no cases. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're in the clear. So that's a good thing. For now. Well, I will be officially in the clear. They say that the virus has about 14 days incubation period. So in two weeks, mm. if I'm not sick, I'm going to knock on wood right now. In two weeks, if I'm not sick, then I should be good. Um, so, yeah. But so far, I feel great. No cough, no fever, no cold, no nothing. Nobody on the flight seemed like they were sick. Um, and I'm if sure everyone, everyone is technically everyone wearing... Down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially if someone coughed or sneezed, sneezed, you better believe. <laughs> exactly. I've seen, some, I've seen some memes of like... I saw this really funny meme where it was like when, when you're at a Chinese restaurant and you hear a cough from the kitchen and somebody looked like terrified while they were like holding a fork and a knife. Um, so, yeah. Um, but I will say memes aside, this virus is definitely no joke. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well for now, forget my video. We'll just, uh, we'll talk about it later because you're going to be on the road again and stuff. We can just, um, spread a little love. You can't give me a quick one or two things about the video. I'll just play the video. I I don't have anywhere to be. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. This flight attendant is sharing secrets that airlines won't tell you. You might want to think about ordering something other than coffee or tea. We went to Air Hollywood and met Good, I didn't have coffee or tea. Good to know. I thought tea was safe. Never order warm beverages when they fly. I thought tea was safe. Mm. I knew never to order coffee, but I was like, well, tea just. Why does does she say why is that? Yes, she does. I don't know why that is. The thing about the coffee and the tea is that 
The pipes are rarely cleaned. Airlines Ooh. are only required to disinfect and flush the water tanks Can you pause four times quick, a year. Fine, no coffee. Oh, God, four times, yeah. Mm. I like the, the click of the thing. Uh, <laughs> can I just say, though, the tone of her voice, she almost sounds like she's joking. Like, I know she's serious, but like the yeah. tone of her voice is kind of weird. Whimsical. But anyways, continue. She's very Sorry. whimsical, too. Yeah. By the way, I, I retweeted this. It's on our Twitter if you want to see it. Oh, sweet. Check it out. One. Untranslatable one. Mm-hmm. About Diet Coke. She says flight attendants have an issue with pouring Diet Coke because it fizzes up more than any other soda. I don't know what it is really? about the chemistry in Diet Coke and us being 40,000 feet in the air, but by the time it takes us to pour one Diet Coke, we could have three other drinks poured. Another secret follow up with why you about that. Give me that, give me that screwdriver, orange luggage. juice, and vodka, and there's not- no fizz at all, people. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, my go-to would probably be on the airplane... Probably ginger ale and a whiskey, but ginger ale doesn't really I was going to say, ginger much. ale is definitely a good go-to. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, they don't usually have good ginger ale on the airplane, so it's not going to be that fizzy anyway. Well, we come from the land of Verner's. That's true. Sure. We I are very spoiled. To Verner's, very which spoiled. is aggressively fizzy. <laughs> All right, let me keep playing this. Right. True. Their secret, why you shouldn't ask yep. a flight attendant to help you store your luggage. We do not get paid until the boarding door is closed. If we put that bag yep. in the bin and that. we get hurt, we do not get to write it off as an on-job injury. Next, this oh, dirty little terrible. secret about that is blankets terrible. and pillows. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they're like, we're not saying no because we don't want to help you, but it's like, if something goes wrong, we're, we're on our own on this one. Right. Bring your own these bring your own get blanket washed, and pillows but we're not sure how great they yep. get washed right the blankets. same for the pillows they will yep. take yep. the lining off the those. pillow and put a new one but you still have the pillow that's in there that's mm-hmm. dirty and speaking of germs yep. our flight attendant says that everything you've heard about your tray table is true oh my gosh this is disgusting when cleaners come on they don't have time to wipe down every individual tray so it's best Ooh. wet ones. Please bring them on. Please oh, clean on wet ones. Yeah, that is a good idea. That's smart. An airline industry spokesperson tells Inside Edition the safety of passengers is the number one priority, and that includes providing clean drinking water and cabins. Finally, this flight attendant says a little kindness goes a long way. We are more likely to help you find a better seat if you're nice to us. <laughs> and Can you pause that, Jared? I got, I got, yeah, a, cute, I got a few things anyway. to say about that. I feel like that is a rule for life in general. Whenever you sure. interact with anybody, kindness is key. I feel, like, yeah. I feel like the best way, if you're going on a date with somebody new, um, if they treat the waiter or waitress or mm. whatever service person like shit, get out of there. They're mm-hmm. trash human beings, garbage mm-hmm. people. Yeah, don't waste your time with those people. Especially um, if they have yeah, no treat- problem doing that in front of someone on the, like they just met too. Like right. it's just that normal to them. Yeah. And nobody likes that asshole on the plane that's, you know, belittling the flight attendant or getting an Ooh. attitude. Don't be that person, I always person, get uncomfortable when, whenever I see anyone even hit that little call the flight attendant thing. I was like, oh, you I better know, be right? near death right now. <laughs> right. Or incredibly nice. Incredibly nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You, oh, one so or the sorry. other. Or both. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I love stuff like that. Um, this woman mm-hmm. still has her job, by the way. This was filmed at least a couple years ago, just based off of the quality of it. 
But there's but right. like uh in the in the comments of of the video, the guy re- replied and showed like a video of, that she put on Facebook or YouTube that she still has her job, which I found interesting. So. But yeah, I mean, I mean, why would she? She, also she didn't just, say individual airlines and stuff. Yeah, she didn't say what airline she worked for, obviously. Um, right. But I would all, I'll also say, you know, that that comes like those are extra, extra true for someone like you that, you know, is is on airplanes or was on airplane and airplanes and sort of a quote unquote hot zone, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And I made sure to touch as little as possible. And when I did touch something, Jared, you better believe the hand sanitizer came out or mm-hmm. I washed my hands. Um, have, do, have you, you ever rubbed hand sanitizer on your face? No, uh-uh, no, I'm okay. not that that hardcore. Um, that's for sure. It hasn't come um, to that. Yeah, yet. and I'll talk about some <laughs> things later later in the episode that I saw that were interesting methods to avoid the coronavirus in China. Um, we can talk about those a bit later. All right. But I think that's a great video and great tips. Um, yeah. But Jared, I think you know what time it is. It's time to uh, love. Mm-hmm. That is right, good sir. And my my shout out today goes out to all of the doctors and nurses and people in Wuhan and around China who are uh, trying their best to battle this virus. I mean, it is a lot of hospitals are understaffed. They don't have enough equipment. Um, it's really it's really tough out there. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there are memes and jokes about this, but this should not be taken lightly. And I mean, people have lost their lives. Some he- people who have been relatively healthy have lost their lives. Um, so I send all sorts of love to the doctors, the nurses, and everyone who, who has been affected by the coronavirus. And I hope everyone will be able to be happy and healthy and recover from this uh, virus, not only physically and mentally, but also financially. You know, I'm sure this will cause some people to lose some money, maybe even lose their job. Um, you know, so, so yeah, so we're sending lots of love to everybody who's been affected by this. It's interesting that you say that too, because I had, I was talking to a coworker the other day and he was talking about how, um, it's only dangerous for like babies and old people, but if you're in the middle, you know, quote unquote healthy part of your life, it's no different than getting like a, a strong cold or a light flu, you know. Which is only slightly true because a 36 year old man passed away in Wuhan right. that had no health problems, completely yeah. healthy, passed away. And and even if that is like technically true, it's a weirdly flippant flippant way to look, to think about. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a, 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 even if, even if you will make it through a, a pretty intense, you know, sickness or virus, you know, um, right. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later. We still got to get to the, On uh, lighter untranslatables. this is That's the untranslatable right. podcast. I don't realize. Get how, us started um, off, Jared. Like, like obsessed we'd be with, with this as we started talking. Like I thought we'd casually talk about a whole bunch of other stuff and they'd be like all right now coronavirus but i guess this is all i mean it's huge news here in the u.s obviously mm-hmm. but it's all you should see it in where, china where, we'll talk about are. it yeah. yeah yeah um okay let's get some untranslatables first though then we'll get back to that my first one is bahasa which is spoken in indonesia hey hey that's where you're at yep. that is uh, where i'm at <laughs> i hope you don't have one of mine <laughs> I I literally didn't even cross my mind when I got yep. this that that's for you know it's interesting too because I always hear whenever people talk about Bali they almost never mm-hmm. bring up the fact like people in the U S that I know that have been to Indonesia. Bali 
they almost never bring up the fact that I'm going to Indonesia. It's always just I'm going to Bali, you know? Going to Bali. Yeah. 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 And then I, so I, I forget that that's in Indonesia. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Masuk Angin is the uh, untranslatable, and it literally means enter wind. It means to get a cold or get sick, right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Did, did I, re- I take one when of yours? I was, when, no, but when okay. I was reading through uh, Bahasa phrases, I saw oh, that you one. Saw it. I'm surprised I remembered it. It yeah, seemed uh, it seemed fitting. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually say most of all of mine are very fitting to our topic today. Actually, now that I think about it. Okay. Okay. Well, Jared, my first one is also Bahasa, and it is um, Buang Ar. I believe it's Kiss Kissil. Or uh, that's one, and then uh, the other one is bong ar basar, and it means to throw a small water or throw a big water. Throw a small water or throw a big. Is that like to throw a temper tantrum? Is to throw a big water? Nope. We use throw numbers a, for this one, Jared. <laughs> oh, a one and a two. <laughs> there we go, baby. So a small yep. water is a one, one and, and a two. big water is a two. That's right. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> for, for our listeners out there uh, that don't know what a, a one and a two is, if you're not coming from the States, a one would be you have to go pee, and a two would mm-hmm. be you have to go poop. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Big water, small water. And a three. No, we're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> what is a three? Yeah. Nah, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what do you have next for me, Jared? My next one is Albanian, and it's Mosby Niga. Oh, that's not what I meant to say. Uh, most be NGA. It just comes out as the N word when I say it. Inga, most be Inga Kina. Don't come from China is what it literally means. Which I don't, uh, don't come from fitting for this episode. Is this, is this, um, and it has to do with illness or being sick? No, no, no. No, okay. Um, hmm. Is it like don't uh, give me give me a clue give me some give me something here Jared. Uh okay. So you are a huge guitar uh, aficionado. Mhm. And let's say I'm at your house and I'm asking you about some guitar you have and why and why it is and and you're like, "Well, uh Les Paul was born in, like I was like, "Hey, why is it that um that most of these, like, why, that yours is wood and not blah, 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 whatever else they make guitars out of. Right. And you'd be like, well, I'd Les say Paul, don't come from China, Jared. Les Paul, no, 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 no. Les Paul was born in, um, you know, 1912, and he grew up mm-hmm. in California, which was a famous redwood place, and he grew up, his bed was made out of redwood. It was very sturdy. It's where he <laughs> lost his virginity. It means and then it also get turns to the out point. it's the cheapest. Yeah. It's it like, don't get go to the all point. the way around the world to explain something. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like yeah. that. Get to the point. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, all right. My next one for you is, um, or sorry, I'm going to give you a Spanish one next, and then I'll end, I'll end with an Indone- uh, Bahasa one. So this one is Spanish, and it is uh, ser pan comido, um, which is often used uh, or translated as es pan comido, which means um, it is eaten bread. It has eaten bread. It is eaten bread. It is. That's not a proper sentence. It is eaten bread. The bread has been eaten. 
Okay, the bread has been eaten. It's old old news. Nope. We our idiom we have a similar one, Jared, but it has to do with a sweet dessert treat. It's a piece of cake. There we go. Exactly. Something's easy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a okay. piece of cake. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give myself a ham horn for that one. I think you deserve um, it. Uh, okay. I mean, I have one more, but I don't want to do it. So okay. I'm done. I'll, I'll, I'll finish <laughs> this off. My last one is okay. Gaki Nak Badan, um, which means not of delicious body. Not of delicious body. Mm-hmm. What language is this again? Bahasa, Indonesia. Oh, okay. Okay. Not of delicious body. Yep. It's like, oh, I don't even know where to begin with this. It's like, we, it, oh, we, it's have, like, a, we have an untranslatable. It has to do with weather. It has to do with weather. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, raining on my parade. Don't you rain on my parade. Nope. Nope. Um, it, nope. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh... Well, Jared, people with the coronavirus are definitely not of delicious body. Oh, under the weather. Meaning sick. Under the weather or sick, not feeling okay. well. Correct. Okay. Correct. Well, yeah. Yes. Luckily, you're uh you're not you're not uh under the weather. Uh you're Correct. feeling I am still of delicious body. Can I knock on wood for that? Yeah. Um so you are in Bali right now, mm-hmm. and your next stop after Bali is going to be back here to Michigan. You, Correct. Um, you were in Beijing, and while you were in Beijing, you got news that uh, you were your employment would be would be ended due to the virus, and that you'd be Correct. going sent back home. Is essentially the message you got. Correct. Yes. So what ended up happening was I needed to book an earlier flight out from Bali. Um, And uh, so because, well, for a few reasons, they were worried that eventually Hong Kong was going to block all flights coming from mainland China. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was advised or more or less told to book a flight early. So I left Bali like three, left for Bali three days sooner than I was supposed to. Um, which now has been great. Uh, Bali is a beautiful place. We'll stay tuned to the Untranslatable podcast. I'm sure we'll cover that later sure. on. Um, but yeah, and so so basically what happened was um, the U.S. Embassy has pulled all exchange and government-related programs from China due to the coronavirus everywhere. Doesn't matter if you're in the northern part of China, the southern part, the eastern, western. Does not matter if you are in any government-affiliated program which the English Language Fellowship, although it's through Georgetown, it's also through the Department of State. And I think the reason why they did this was the government. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're pulling everybody. Diplomats, uh, Fulbright, I I think Peace Corps as well. Like study abroad Um, people, I assume. (laughs) Study abroad. Yeah. Lots and lots of people. Um, And so basically, um, yeah, what happened was is the government has decided, the U.S. government has decided that it's too big of a health risk to keep us there in China. So sure. uh, myself as an English language fellow, my fellowship um, will be terminated um, and I will not be able to return to China, um, which kind of sucks because half of my belongings are still there um, yeah, back in Jinan. 
well, I'm going to have to ask uh, someone from my university to box it up, and they will, I think, send it to the embassy, and then the embassy will ship it to the United States. But I'm not 100% sure on that procedure yet. Mm. I will find out later this what, week. What, what but the crazy you, thing was... What do you mm-hmm. have... Go ahead. Um, what do you have in your apartment that is like, I effing need Important. this? Important. Yeah. Like, <sighs> well, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Jared. There's nothing in my apartment that I absolutely need. Okay. Like, there's nothing that, like, if I went back to the States, I would really... Like be um, thinking be about hurting for, missing. But, right. Well, there's a few things that have sentimental value. The acoustic guitar my girlfriend bought me for Christmas. Sure. That's a big one. I would love to have that back, and I hope I will. it will somehow get back to the States in one piece. We'll see. I don't really mm-hmm. know yet. Um, also, I have a watch that was a birthday present from my mom in 2019 when I was in the Czech Republic. And uh, I know it sounds a little cheesy and corny, but on the back of it, it has engraved something along the lines of... Um, no matter where you travel, um, I'll always be with you. Love, mom, or the something irony like that. Um, too, that that mic um, left in China, and, <laughs> right? Right. And the funny thing is, I left that watch. I don't travel with that watch because I don't want it to get lost right. or stolen. Not that yeah. it's not that it's like monetarily that expensive or a valuable watch, but sentimentally, it's valuable to me. Right. Um, That's why you leave so it yeah, at home. Also, <laughs> right. Right. And also, I have my suit there, and I have like a little guitar amp and a couple other guitar related things there. Your focus, right? But nothing right. that. Uh, also, my focus, right? Yep. But I mean, thankfully, those aren't that expensive. I'll probably just buy a new one once I'm stateside because it might be, might be four or five months or longer until I get my stuff. Right. Um, I really don't know how that's going to work. And I don't even know when, you know, someone from my university will be able to go and, first of all, get my belongings together. How are they going to so, get into I don't know place. the process yet. I mean, there, there's a student uh, and a worker that has my key. They have a copy of it. So, so okay. There you go. Um, so, when you when you were in, like, you were on vacation in Beijing, staying mm-hmm. at your girlfriend's place for uh, for that whole time yep. during this, when this yep. whole thing started going down. Um, right. Did you have any feeling that, it, like, like, how much of a shock was this to you that, that this was happening is essentially what I'm getting at. Good question. So... I had heard at the end of December that there were, from the U.S. government, they sent out a warning to all U.S. citizens, if you enroll in the STEP program, um, which I would highly recommend any U.S. traveler who's traveling abroad to do this because you'll get all sorts of different alerts, whether there's political upheaval, epidemics, uh, any, anything, uh, you'll get notified. And so we were notified in, at the end of December or early, early January that there was a bunch of cases of pneumonia in Wuhan. Mm. And so to avoid Wuhan at all costs, uh, do not travel there. If you can, if you have a layover, see if you can change your flight, just avoid Wuhan because you know, you don't want to get pneumonia. Um, and then later on, once people started getting really sick and then they identified it was a novel coronavirus, uh, which is what mm. was causing the pneumonia, um, that's when things started to ramp up. Um, and so I started to find that out when I was already in Beijing. So I didn't find out about this coronavirus really until probably January 12th or 15th or something like that. But they had cases of this all the way back in late December. Um, so, But I, I don't think they were able to identify the virus yet, and I'm not really sure how all of that worked. Um, right. Like, like they knew that, like, yeah, like they were getting it confused with pneumonia and stuff at at the beginning. Right. It's just not the first thing Mm -hmm. they would think it is would be. Right. Right. Because it's mostly an, it's an animal virus that found its way, like that mutated, right? From the wet, wet market, as you mentioned. 
well, on a previous episode. Interesting, interesting you mentioned that, Jared. Um, I, I think that's probably most likely what happened. But what some people say, and I'm not saying this is true. Um, I'm saying this is just what I've read and what I've heard from some people in China and what I've seen online, is that if you go back to when the SARS outbreak happened in 2002 and 2003, mm-hmm. uh, I believe the SARS outbreak happened in Beijing. And Jared, humor me and just Google this for me. Google and open up two tabs for me, one tab and type in SARS outbreak, um, Beijing, vi- I think it's V-I-R-U-L-O-G-Y, viral. Vi- I can't say that word. Virology. Uh, it's like a virology. Something like that. And open up another tab that says Wuhan coronavirus. Um, same thing, virology or something like that. Um, and so I've I've read from a few sources now. I don't know how credible these are. I don't know how true this oh, is. Oh, they're the but s- I have read same base is, is, or something like that. Well, so what I've read is that um, some people believe. And I'm saying some people because I'm not really sure what's true or not. But some people believe and some people say that both of these viruses were actually somehow accidentally leaked from a lab where they were studying these viruses. Oh, the Wuhan virus lab made bioweapon story is a conspiracy. That's just the first right. thing that comes so, up. See, so, so there you go. It so it's probably not true. Like a, a bioweapon mishap, like they're tr- testing bioweapons right. and they... And I'm not saying like that any of this a, is a true. Vial or something, or something like that. Right. <laughs> or who, who? Right. Who? Who knows? But I've heard that from. I've heard that from different people. I've heard that from Chinese people. Mm-hmm. I've heard that from foreigner Westerners living in China. I've heard that more than once. So some people do believe this. Oh, um, can I ask? When you were yeah. at the airport in Beijing, did they mm-hmm. give you one of those uh, like flur uh, temperature things? So, so let me tell you what it was like at the airport, Jared. So everyone had their mask on. Um, we had to fill out a health report, a piece of paper saying, uh, if we were in Wuhan, when were we there? Um, are you showing any symptoms of the virus? Your contact information, um, your passport number, all that stuff. You sign it and then you give it to someone. Um, now, my question is, I am very curious how many people actually fill out those forms truthfully. Yeah, because of course, if you're trying to get if, out of there if, if you and you w- were in Huan, shut up about it. <laughs> right. Or if you have, yeah, because I know a lot of people are very, you know, narrow minded and selfish and maybe thinking, oh, I'll, I'll be fine. I won't give anyone this. Um, I'll just yeah, lie I'm on the floor. I don't know how truthful. Yeah, I don't know how true, truthfully people answer those. Um, but anyway, so we had to fill out a form, filled out the form. Then there was a place after security. Where you, uh, after, no, before security, where you walk through and you had to walk, it said walk through very slowly. And there were, it almost looked kind of like a metal detector thing that you walked through, uh, but it was to check your temperature. And then there were two doctors sitting in hazmat suits watching you when you walk through. Um, so that was to check your temperature. Now, the issue, the issue with this though, Jared, is that, uh, at least what they know about the virus so far is that you can actually, infect people before you show signs so it's asymptomatic mm. so what that means like is mono. even if you don't have a fever uh yeah i you guess can, so yeah you can people you can give people yeah. mono before you actually right. show the right. symptoms of it right or so after, so too. what that means what that means though is that 
you could not have a fever, not have a temperature, and still pass the virus on to people. Right. Now, I don't know, though, if it becomes more or less infectious if you have the symptoms. I don't know anything or about it. Or if it matters. I feel like it wouldn't matter. Like, once you have the virus, it's just going to... It's like it's the virus well, I, is the same no matter right. how you get it. You know what I mean? Is it, though? I don't know. Yeah. Neither of us are doctors. <laughs> yeah. No. But I'm assuming uh, that the virus is about the, the virus. Right. And that the way that it works is that it takes a bit to present itself, but it's still active within you, you know? So if you give it to Correct, someone before, but you, I wonder, you're, you're giving symptoms. You're giving the same virus to them. But I wonder, if the, I wonder if the count of the virus, the coronavirus, is higher when you are actually mm, showing more symptoms. potent. Like if there, yeah, if there's more, if there's mm. more virus in your body. I'm, I'm not sure. I really don't know. So, um, but anyways, so, so yeah, so there were the temperature checks. Some places in China, people would like wave this wand over you for temperature as well. Um, and then when I came into Bali, when I landed, um, there were also, there was a more lengthy health form to fill out. Um, and then that was about it. Um, but I will tell you, I, right now I feel fairly confident that the flight that I was on, both flights were pretty safe. Uh, everyone was wearing a mask. No one was showing symptoms. Um, I think the likelihood of you catching it how filled was the on plane? a plane, uh, both of them weren't super full. I mean, it, were people sitting next to there you? There were empty seats. In the first flight, no. The second flight, yes. Okay. But you know, if you when you fly out of Hong Kong, there's a high likelihood that those people either were living in Hong Kong or were flying in from somewhere else. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, and Wuhan is now and has been on lockdown, so nobody in, nobody out. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many people from Wuhan who in theory could have gotten it um, or have the virus are traveling. And the other thing is, too, even if you were in Wuhan, if it's been two weeks and you don't show any symptoms, they say that you're good. So even those, if those people have been out of Wuhan for two weeks and they don't have any symptoms, they're also free of the coronavirus. So even okay. if someone travels with you from Wuhan... Um, in theory, that doesn't mean that they have the virus or you will get sick. Um, right. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have some some just quick coronavirus facts for you. Um, there have been more than 7,700 confirmed cases of infection as of Thursday morning. So, it's Saturday. Um, a, a day-over-day increase of more than 1,500, uh, which yep. is a lot. And um, I will tell um, you, Jared, from what I've heard, from what I've heard about the, the numbers, I've heard there's a couple flaws and a couple issues with the numbers. Number one, these confirmed cases are only cases that have been confirmed in hospitals. So what this means is you could have the coronavirus, but if you are relatively healthy, um, you may not go to the hospital if it's not terribly bad. You know, if you don't mm. develop pneumonia um, and you're not really struggling, you probably aren't going you to go to the hospital. You at home. Like a normal cold or whatever? Correct. So that's one issue. Another issue, too, is I have heard that some of the hospitals right now are so crowded that hospitals are turning people away uh, unless it's dire situations. That's why in the shout-out, I really wanted to send a lot of love to the nurses and doctors working in these in these horrible work conditions right yeah. now. Um, and, and based on these numbers, Jared, uh, Wuhan right now is, is scrambling to uh, build a thousand-bed hospital to treat this. Um, now, if you look Didn't at the you numbers, say they should be done by today when we talked about it February third. February third. So two more days. Okay. Um, but here's the thing, Jared. If if the number of cases in Wuhan are what they were saying, 
they in theory should have enough hospital beds to take care of it. So why mm. would you need to build another thousand bed hospital, right? Mm. Um, so I think that I think the numbers are not very uh, realistic to the actual numbers, and there are some, there are some reasons why it takes a few days to actually diagnose whether or not people have the coronavirus. You have to take this test; it takes a day or two for them to diagnose it. And not um, everyone's going you know, to the hospital as well. Correct, and not everyone's going to the hospital. Um, Right. So it's, it's really difficult to say. I have heard all sorts of crazy things about the numbers. I have heard some people predict it's like over 100,000. Um, you know, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going around. Um, but, and it's really difficult right now to know what is fact and what is fiction. Um, so it's very important to try to use credible sources like the uh, World Health Organization, the CDC, things like this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Of that... Uh, of those cases that I mentioned, um, there have been confirmed uh, 170 deaths. But once again, that's mm-hmm. as that was as of Thursday, the 30th, 30th. January 30th. 30th. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. Jared, I bet you. I bet you, I bet you if head. you just Google. I bet you if you just Google that right now, you could get an accurate update. Yeah, that's I'm sure. True. I'm sure it'd be very easy to find. I just like the way because I'm. Are. I'm also curious. Um, yeah, and now the the from what I've heard, the tricky thing about this coronavirus, okay. well, which is death different, toll, makes it first thing that comes up. Death toll is as of right now uh, passes mm-hmm. two fifty. Two fifty. Apple shuts okay. China stores. Uh oh, it's getting serious, Chad. <laughs> Starbucks. Starbucks closed. A lot of places Not the have Apple closed. Stores. <laughs> right. Right. That's the um, you know the uh, it's all coming to an end. It's getting serious. Right. Um, <laughs> Australia yeah. joined the United States and temporarily barring foreigners who have recently visited China. Now that's not going to be a problem for you. I'm not sure. Now see the here's the thing is I've at least read that they are going to quarantine travelers from China. But here's the thing: as long as I am still healthy and don't get sick, I'm going to knock on wood again. Um, I will be in Indonesia for a month. Right. The incubation period is 14 days. I will right. be here an additional Double 14 days or so on top period. of that. Yeah. So if I'm not sick, I don't have the virus. Um, and so, so at that point, it's, it's like, and plus, I'm not flying in from China. I'm flying from Bali. Right. I'll probably have to go Bali well, to Seoul. there are no Seoul. cases right now. Well, I think in Korea, there are some cases. Oh, but I But in oh, Bali, there are no Bali. cases. Yeah. Yeah, so hmm. so I don't think I'll have to be quarantined. I really hope not. Um, but that's also, Jared, I will tell you, I have the option to come home earlier. But I'm staying in Bali longer for a few reasons. One, it's a beautiful country, um, and it's great. Number two is I also, if I do have the virus, uh, which I doubt, but you never know, uh, I really don't want to come back to Michigan and give this to my parents, my friends, my family members. Yeah, I need I to keep it. Jared healthy so we can continue this podcast. Mm-hmm. So. So, you know, by the end of the month, I'll know definitely whether or not I'm, if I'm healthy or not. Um, sure. So that's another reason why I'm staying longer. So, yeah. Also, according to this new article I pulled up, it's now, once again, this is all ifs, ands, maybes, but um, over or nearly 12,000 infections confirmed. So you can mm-hmm. probably assume a little more than that, it seems like. I would definitely assume more than that. Yeah, uh, most definitely. Chinese officials on Saturday reported the highest death toll so far in a 24-hour period. The 46 mm. new deaths in China raised the toll to 259. About 2,100 new cases were also re- 
uh, recorded in the country in the past 24 hours, raising the worldwide total to nearly 12,000, according to the Chinese and World Health Organization data. The vast majority of the cases are inside China. About 100 cases have been confirmed in 21 other countries. All of the Chinese mm -hmm. provinces and territories uh, now have been touched by the outbreak. That's uh, scary. Mm -hmm. So it's spread. So it's everywhere in China yep. at this point. Countries yep. and territories that have confirmed cases: Thailand, Japan, Hong Kong, Singapore, Taiwan, Australia, Malaysia, Macau, Russia, France, the United States, South Korea, Germany, mm -hmm. the UAE, United Arab Emirates, Canada, Britain. Vietnam, Italy, India, the Philippines, Nepal, Cambodia, Sri Lanka, Finland, and Sweden. Cases recorded in Thailand, Taiwan, Germany, Vietnam, Germany, France, the United States involved patients who had not been to China. No deaths really? have been reported outside of China, though. China really? Has I find that fascinating. What, that no deaths I thought or the most, one before I th that? No, 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 no. I thought that... I thought that almost all the cases, but I read this a couple weeks ago. This I thought that all the cases abroad. Ago, by the way. Okay. But I thought that almost all the cases, either people had been to Wuhan or had a friend or family member from Wuhan. That's not well, the case? Well, just to be clear, I'm reading the New York mm -hmm. Times right now. So okay. <laughs> I'm telling you what they say. I, I, so okay. I'm going to say yes. That's what they said. It's uh, now involving patients who had not been in China. So I'm just going to believe it. Maybe okay. I'm the fool for believing the New York Times, but that's what they say. That's, that's interesting. I find that really interesting. That, that makes it even scarier, though. A Chinese doctor who called the virus controllable regrets his words. Did you see people wearing no um, goggles of any sort? Nope. You know, I no, didn't okay. have goggles either. So I'm looking at so, pictures yeah. of people in, with goggles on. So um, that's, the, was, that's I, an interesting I, thing, Jared. I wanted to bring this up. I've seen some pictures on WeChat of a couple of people who had like the, the gallon jugs of water. Yeah, I, did, I cut them in half. Article, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. There, yeah there and have, they had the water bottles cut off. So that'll cover your eyes, your nose, your mouth. And most of those people still had masks on too. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. They kind of look like, mm -hmm. like a Devo heads with um, masks right. on. No, they don't look like right. that at all. They just look like wa giant water bottles with the bottom cut off. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, there, there's, I'm looking at pictures, of, and there's this family of three that all have surgical masks, mind you, not mm -hmm. like N99 N95s. masks. Or N95s. Mm -hmm. Aren't those two different? There's N99 and N95? I think so, yeah. And they also have like plastic bags wrapped around, like, cover, like over, draped over them. Uh, yep. It seems a little dangerous to put the kid in a plastic bag, but, um, you know. I'd agree. Do what you got. It's more dangerous to get a do, I guess, maybe. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, a lot right. of... Oh, there's someone on the airplane with a motorcycle helmet on and uh, on a flight from Shanghai. There's um, someone that has this jacket that... Oh, I, you know how... I, so I have this hoodie here that you love. It's a multicolor mm -hmm. hoodie, and it's a zip-up hoodie. And the zipper actually yep. wraps around the hood and goes all the yep. way to the top. So they have it all the way zipped? They have it all the way zipped, but then they have cutouts for a, for like a talking portion, and then cutouts for like okay. eye, it looks like like Spider Man in the North Pole. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of makeshift uh, uh, protection things that honestly probably don't do anything except give people uh, the peace of mind, um, right. which is a big thing though too. Sure, I mean 
a huge part of outbreaks is probably like uh, a hysteria, which is rarely right. based in based in anything legitimate, more just based in group fear. So, right. um, granted, seeing all this sort of stuff probably doesn't help with group fear either. But uh, I'm not. And I had I'm to not have a healthy shooting balance. anyone for doing that. I totally understand. Right. The, no, me, me either. Fear. Right, and I have to say, Jared, I had to. It got to a point when. I was in China still where I had to stop looking at updates and stuff because it just got to be too much. Yeah. Um, it's so much negativity. It's really what's, scary. Yeah. What's, um, what's, what are the discussions like about the virus on social media? I assume you haven't talked to a lot of people since you were just you know, in Beijing and then now you went left straight for Bali. But you, you've been on WeChat right. and stuff, I imagine. Right. I've seen what... I thought was a little strange is I saw some posts from some people um, laughing about the fact that there is now coronavirus in the United States. I thought that was a little strange. Hmm. Um, these are Chinese citizens. Um, I've seen a lot of people uh, post stuff to like uh, send donations to Wuhan, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, you know, sending money for supplies and all sorts of stuff. Um, I've seen lots of memes on WeChat of people kind of making light of the coronavirus, which sure that's the I, internet. I, that's what I people get, do. <laughs> I, right, and I and I get and I get people trying to, you know, sometimes you do need to try to be positive or or poke a little bit of fun. But sure. it got to the point where I saw so many memes about it that I, I just couldn't anymore. Um, yeah, no, I get that. Um, but but yeah, so um, but overall, I'll tell you, man, from my personal experience, it was really eerie being in China while this was going down. Um, when you go out, I, I only went out a couple times. I went out to the grocery store a few times. I went out to take the trash out. <laughs> and uh, every time I went out, I had my mask on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had my winter gloves on. And then immediately when I came inside, I washed my hands mm-hmm. uh, immediately. And uh, it was just an eerie feeling. One, it was like a ghost town in Beijing. One, because of Chinese New Year. So most people are already at home. And this virus outbreak just made it even more so. So you really, I've never seen so few people out and about in, in Beijing ever in my entire life. Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've been seeing pictures on social media and stuff. And like uh, people in, I saw a picture of someone who was in their apartment and they must have been an expat or something. They live off of a mm-hmm. um, like a major freeway, highway situation. And they said mm-hmm. like in the past... Um, hour i've seen like four cars go by or yep. there was a yep. picture of of someone in a completely empty mall and they're like for anyone that lives here in beijing they know that how crazy it would be to ever be like mm-hmm. in this mall and it'd be empty or something like that and it's just well, i saw it, pictures it, of the i saw pictures of people riding in the subway there was one or two people in the entire subway yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i saw that i saw that too i, I didn't see inside but i saw like empty platforms right Right, and, uh, and I really wonder how this will affect China's economy and the world economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we we talked about this? I don't know if it was on the pod or if we were just talking to ourselves about. But but I think I think it's very in a weird way like lucky that it happened during the uh, the Chinese New Year. I think it's. Uh, much like like the 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 Chinese get a, a rep for being workaholics, it seems like it's earned. Mm-hmm. Let's just be clear. <laughs> they oh, it's definitely definitely earned. Um, and, and I I feel like it would be harder to convince companies to stop production or stop business mm-hmm. while it's already happening. Versus, listen, this is getting bad. You're already not 
working, just just don't go back for another week is probably what they said first. But like no, convincing no. people not to go back is probably easier than convincing people to stop. Correct. I agree with that statement 100%, Jared. But here's the issue about the coronavirus happening now is that if it would have happened after Chinese New Year, uh, it would not have spread as much because not as many people are traveling. So that is the really big oh. issue why it's all over in China. Chinese New Year is when people travel the most. So it's actually, right. yes, you're right about taking more time off of work. You're 100% right. But I think the virus has spread a lot more because people travel over Chinese New Year. This is really, mm. if you saw the documentary American Factory, that's, this is one of the few times where people can go home and see their families. So right. if you people are, are working in these in Wuhan, big cities and then they all right. go to the villages and just go off to various right. directions to right. small, small areas. And, th and this may also mean, too, that people are traveling abroad, which mm -hmm. means I do not think this virus would have spread as quickly abroad. Uh, and I think right. it could have been contained in Wuhan more so if it wouldn't have happened during Chinese New Year. That's a good point. But you yeah. are right about stopping stopping now work. Now that it's already and I saw it, Right, <laughs> right. Uh, I have seen, so, though, some things, at least in Beijing. I was part of a WeChat group called Sane and Safe in Beijing. Uh, shout out to a guy named Mike Webster who made the group, and there was a lot of really good information, uh, helpful stuff. Um, so thank you, Mike. But the, the thing about this is that... Um, where was I going with this? The whole thing about um, it happening over Chinese New Year is that in Beijing, they said the, they extended the New Year. And they also said that any employer in Beijing, if you are sick uh, and you don't come to work, doesn't matter what your contract says or your, empl your employer has to give you the time off and they have to pay you your salary. Even mm -hmm. if you have no sick time left. Or, or, or maybe in your contract, you don't get sick days. I don't really know how a lot of these contracts here work. Right. If you miss work because you're sick, you are entitled to full compensation. Um, I mean, which I think is good. What we saw in American Factory, it seems like any time you, ha you have to or you can't show up to work for, for whatever reason, you're kind of risking your employment. At least at Fuya, correct. You know, I, you know, I, I can't speak correct. for every company there, but it did seem right. it, like that does seem very important because they 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 don't seem to take lightly to people taking days off. Right now, here's the other interesting thing about the coronavirus, Jared, uh, is that this is one of the few times that I have ever seen um, people Chinese people criticize the government. Mm. Um, this is one of the first times I have ever seen that. Um, generally, that doesn't happen very often in China. Um, the other thing is, I believe, and Google this for me, Jared, because I don't want to spread lies on our podcast here, but I believe the mayor of Wuhan resigned or stepped down. Oh. If you can Google that for me, I'm pretty sure he did, which is also very rare from my understanding of how politics work in China. It's very rare for any government official to step down or resign. Something really big has to happen. Um, am I right or am I crazy? Uh... uh... I don't know if he stepped down. Five million people left Wuhan before they, uh, like, when the had outbreak the had already started. Yes, I but know. Before they, Correct. The mayor of Wuhan, the city at the epicenter of Chinese viral outbreak, said rules impose... Oh, great. Oh, never mind. What? I can still read it. Uh, subscribe thing popped up, but I can still read it. Oh, I uh, hate said, that. said rules imposed by Beijing limited what he could disclose about the threat posed by the pathogen, suggesting the central government was partially responsible for a lack of transparency that has marred the... Res this is from the Wall Street Journal, by the way. That has marred mm -hmm. the response to the fast-expanding health crisis. Mayor Zhu Jianwang's 
comments were broadcast on China's state television network hours after Premier Lee, I don't know how to, uh, Lee Kikiang arrived in the city center to meet infected patients and frontline health workers in attempt to, yeah, so this doesn't say anything about. Can just, just Google Mayor Wuhan resigns. Okay. If, if you didn't already do that, but I, th- I thought no, he resigned. No, I just typed in Mayor I could be wrong. Uh, Wuhan. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm no, pretty uh, sure the mayor will... Willing to resign over, but this is a YouTube video. It says okay. willing to resign. Willing to resign. Interesting. If it helps contain. Okay. That was five days ago. Uh, okay. But it, I thought he offered, resigned, it, oh, but I guess I'm 20, wrong. It, it says, okay, the Washington Examiner. This is 22 hours ago. This is the, the newest I could mm-hmm. see, although I'm looking at okay. this, this. Okay, hold on. I don't know if I should believe this. Now that I look at this, looks like a, a hardcore right-wing website. Uh oh! I don't know if I don't know if I should believe this. Are um, there any other sources you can find? Bernie's socialist ideas are gaining steam. Can they power him to the nomination? The Washington Examiner magazine goes into depth on the 2020 candidates and asks them and asks questions no one else in the media asks. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this is what we want to use. As what does our, that have uh, to do with anything? Yeah, fi- find a different source. Yeah, I was just reading like, it, just trying yeah. to get a vibe on what this on, on what they're right, saying. Uh, right. Oh, admit it, we have the best economy in generations, and it's a picture of Trump. Yeah, I don't know if uh, the examiner. Oh God. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Like the no. the um the the logos like this eagle with like the fl- like oh, a, a flag tassel around. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if this is where I want to go for my right. <laughs> up to date right. accurate news. Right. Um, well, I think anyway, he's only so, offered. So I, I think he's offered is the best okay. that, is that we have okay. at this point. Gotcha. Where it's gotcha. like, that's such okay. a half-assed thing. It's like, well, if you want me to, I guess fine. Well, right. It's like, uh, just right. do it. <laughs> you know, right. you fucked exactly. up. You're blaming other people. Right. Just do it. Right. Well, I think, I think there are a lot of people to blame. Um, sure. I think, I think there are a lot of different reasons why. Um, and there probably yeah, might I, be I mean, some validity to mm-hmm. him saying that, like, that, like I, I was also kind of like the bigger government, the bigger Chinese government also kind of made it difficult for me to to, um, you know, tell tell the, the facts to the people I could. I'm not saying he, that's right or wrong, but I could understand that also being another aspect, making it difficult. Right. I mean, it works like that in most most governments. You know, you yeah. have to. You have to wait until you get approval from your higher ups, especially to make like a public announcement. So I think we, that definitely could be true. We have a bass playing friend that um, works for the government, and we always joke about nothing specific, but we always just joke about how slow the government is and how everything takes like months to happen, and <laughs> right. and how right. like uh, bureaucracy it, everywhere is time consuming. I don't yeah. care what country you're from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would so, agree with that, Jerry. Yeah, and so we, it, like I can understand. We'd be like, all right, now that we think something's happening here, we have to take it to this person who's then going to take it to this right. person so we can finally get right. it into the hands of someone a month later that actually has some authority here to do something exactly exactly yeah i think i th- i think the tricky thing with this coronavirus too jared is that we just have to kind of wait and see what happens you know yeah. um sure but for for people out there who are worried wash your hands um don't touch your face um I guess wear a mask and goggles if you're really, really worried. But I would say most people, unless you're traveling in and out or around China, um, the likelihood of you catching the coronavirus, from my understanding so far, is very slim. This is not professional medical advice. I'm not a doctor, but that's just what I've read, trying to inform myself about how to be safe and healthy as well. So those are the steps I've been taking. Mm -hmm. Um, You're right. 
for the most part, for what I, sounds right to me. <laughs> Let me now. I'm scared to <laughs> say anything that sounds too official, but um, I, I would also like to say for the people outside of China, um, really like like you know, it's funny how these things work, how and how now people in the U.S. and I assume other countries, Germany, Italy, like countries like that that have confirmed cases are probably now very scared about the coronavirus. Yet, right. Let's just talk about what people should really be concerned about. Every year, mm-hmm. an estimated 290 to 650,000 people die of complications from seasonal flu. Yep. So far yep. this year, or this season, 2019 to 2020, I believe this starts in October, is when they consider okay. the start of flu the season. season starts? Yes. Okay. So in October to, to today, uh, 20,000 plus people in the United States have died of the flu. And... Mm-hmm. Um, over about 21 million people have contracted the flu in the United States this year. Yep. Or yep. this season, not this year. Yep. Um, and um, and uh, it's pretty widespread this year. It's a worse year than than normal. And mm-hmm. uh, really, what the concern should be is is doing the basic things that people are so freaking out like about to do to avoid coronavirus. Do that. And be afraid For of flu the flu. Too. <laughs> yeah, right. Still do it. The other thing, but realize that we have a way more pressing concern right. that could easily exactly uh, affect you, and that's honestly affecting more people than in the U.S. than is affecting coronavirus right now. Right. The other thing is too. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I saw a statistic. Um, uh, going from meme news here, Jared, I know how you love to give me shit for using meme news, but I saw on Facebook uh, yes. yesterday the number of people who have passed away from coronavirus so far from the time that we knew coronavirus happened and now, and then the number of people who have died from gun violence in the United States from when the coronavirus <laughs> happened until now. And it was like three or four times the number. So, I'm no super hardcore left-leaning advocate that is saying take away all your guns. I'm not saying that, but... Be careful out there, people. Um, (laughs) Be careful. Um, So, yeah. Um, But, Jared, I think we've covered enough of the coronavirus. If people have more questions or want to hear more about my own personal experience in China, uh, let us know at untranslatablepodcast.gmail.com or slide into our uh, DMs on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast, or on Twitter, and Jared can let me know. Mm -hmm. I do have access to all that stuff now that I'm in Bali. That's true. um, Just look at it yourself. So, yeah. Right. So, Jared, if you are worried and freaking out because of the coronavirus – what can you do other than wash your hands and your and not touch your face? What else can you do? Um, stay informed. Uh, limit your travel. Mm-hmm. Limit your exposure to people, especially strangers, but people in general, mm-hmm. really. And sick um, people. Um, uh, stay hydrated. <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> Listen to some great music to make you relax. Oh, is that what you're like getting the song, at? <laughs> that's where I was getting at. I had at. no idea where you were uh, going with that. <laughs> like the song Eye to Eye by, who's it by again? It's by uh, Jordan Rakai. Rakai? Rakai? Mm-hmm. He's uh, New, Zealand, New Zealand and Australian. New Zealandish slash Australian. Okay. And um, yeah, this is a great song. Uh, it is. A, really is. It, it's 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 uh it's got some Tom Mish vibes to me. Um, I was thinking the same thing. I wanted to bring that up big time. <laughs> but Definitely I don't think he Mish actually plays the instruments. I think he's just like a producer, singer, song. Doesn't he play guitar in the video? Oh, does he? I didn't. Or am I wrong? Pay that close I thought, attention. I thought to he video. did. Anyway, but maybe not. He, he probably does. Uh, it's a great song. It's very uh like it's a sort of like a slow 
slow rock bluesy, I guess you would say. Has some funky elements to it in the middle of it. Yeah, I like I like that he does yeah. like that change that big change up in the middle is a, is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's great, absolutely. Um, I, I I picked this because I liked it, but I also had a good feel. Like I feel like I have a pretty good feeling when I was like, oh, Chad will like this. I oh, feel I like loved I'm, it. Yeah, pretty. I'm pretty good at, at guessing that. Mm. And I like it too. It's this is a it's a fun it's one. fantastic. Check it out. Jordan Raquet. Eye to eye. And check out his other stuff too, because I've listened to a couple other songs, and yeah, they're oh, all nice. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. This song, this song will you definitely, betcha. if you're worried and stressed about the coronavirus, I think this will put you in a better mood. I'm Chill out a bit and check it out. <laughs> right? No kidding. Uh, check it out, uh, Untranslatable Podcast on YouTube at our Song of the Pod playlist, and you can enjoy it. Um, okay. Um, so I was going to have a Chinese word of the pod for today, but I closed the internet and the Trello because it was. Uh, causing some issues mm. um so we're gonna skip that for today uh, i'm sorry to all of this all of our listeners out there um but yeah do you have a spanish word of the pod for us jared um i do chad my spanish word of the pod is enfermo or enforma which is to be informed no it's to be sick or information false friend oh, really? my friend and oh that is a false friend and ah okay my chinese word of the pod is um shangbing which is mandarin which or chinese for sick oh sick okay gotcha if gotcha. you could hear that i don't know if i don't know if that would come thank through, you jared mm-hmm. this is why jared's a team player people helping the brother <laughs> out but yeah yes so um, to recap today's episode, um, there's a lot of fact and fiction out there in the cor- uh, regarding the coronavirus. Make sure you are getting your information from credible sources. There are a couple really good uh, doctors that are on YouTube that uh, have um, that have given a lot of great information because I think there is a lot. There are a lot of rumors and misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure stay informed, um, stay happy, stay healthy, people. Um, and and don't don't obsess about this virus though either because I think that's also not good. Especially I think it's easy to get obsessed and then get exposed to a lot of misinformation, which just freaks you out and worries you more. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I mean, the truth of the matter is the only thing that you can do, people, is stay hydrated, wash your hands vigilantly, don't touch your face, your eyes, your mouth, your nose, your ears. Um, and honestly, lots do of sleep, lots here of in the US C. too. Like that's good stuff to do here in do the it US everywhere. with the flu. Do it everywhere. Out yeah. with the it, during flu season you should be doing these things in general. <laughs> right. Right. Cold season, flu season, absolutely. Um uh, we are no by no doctors by any means. Um but those are definitely some good tips to keep you healthy and safe. Mm-hmm. Um and and yeah, so we hope everyone who's listening. Chad. Not I mean you're thank not you. in fully in the clear, I guess, but I'm glad not that yet, you're but out of the I hope I will be. zone. Right. Uh, and the vibes, the vibes here in Indonesia, in Bali, Jared, are night and day from when I was in China. I have oh, been I seeing imagine. some people walking around with masks. Um, I, I figured I would. I've seen some people, I've seen some employees, like workers at malls and hotels, still mm. wearing like a surgical mask. Um, but uh, I think so, overall, so far, no confirmed cases in, in Indonesia. Um, and uh, so far, so good. Um, how you so, feeling? How you feeling about... Um, um. Now I asked you if, if you were expecting this, and we kind of mm-hmm. got off track there a little bit. How, how does not mm-hmm. off track there? You did answer it, but I, I also want to ask: How does it now feel to 
be unemployed. Like you're like out of nowhere, you're now just, I mean, you have some, you know, like you're not broke. You're not going to be broke. Right. I have some savings and stuff, but, uh, um, exciting and scary to be honest, exciting mm -hmm. and scary. Just well, this virus isn't exciting. This virus is scary. <laughs> That's but, the scary uh, part. Exciting and scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so basically the way I'm currently feeling is, um, uh, I loved the fellowship. Uh, it was a great opportunity for me to grow as a professional. Uh, I love my colleagues at Shandong Normal University. I don't think I've ever said the name of the university on the podcast, but I will now. I uh, I want to thank everybody I worked with. I want to thank everyone at the office in Beijing who helped us out. Um, this was truly, these five months have been amazing. And stay tuned. We'll be doing an episode, uh, what I wish I would have done and what I will miss about China. So keep, mm -hmm. keep uh, your eyes and ears open for that, people. I mean, um, because that'll that be interesting will be kind of interesting too, because people always, sorry, I just cut you off, but people always, you know, it kind of really puts into perspective that if you want to do something like, especially travel related, do it, not like do it because you like, right. you never know what'll happen. Right. And the irony was, Jared, there were certain things I didn't do in China because I was like, oh, I'll be here longer. I was hoping sure. to come back for a second year. Um, right. So yeah, this really changes a lot. But I will tell you the, the things I'm looking forward to about being unemployed more time to spend with my friends and family, play lots of mm -hmm. guitar, read. I'm excited. That's what I'm it. looking forward to. Um, absolutely. Um, I'm also looking forward to what the future holds. I'm, I'm a little scared, but a little excited about that. Um, I have a good feeling about the future. Um, I think the fellowship has done a great job. Uh, I've improved my skills a lot as a teacher. Um, and now, so I'm, I'm looking forward to see what will happen in the future. I'm not going to probe you too much on this, but I will say this i'm very curious to know just to see um where your like what what where your job search takes you next because right i will i will say this jared and uh i talked to my parents about this today and i don't think my mom was ecstatic about it but i told my parents i am most likely i would say like 90 to 95 percent sure i'm go going to be going abroad come august again yeah now i don't know where yeah. I don't know. I, I hope to work for a university somewhere abroad. Um, Can't hold so Chad that's down. that's the plan. That's right. Um, so yeah, and that's we'll for, get a good, for a variety I mean, of good, reasons. But that'll be a good six months of uh, podcasting in person. Right. And that uh, I'm even, very much looking yeah, forward to. Exactly. Me too. Me too. We can talk more about this off the air. Um, so yeah, just to recap once again, stay informed. Try to use credible sources out there, people. Uh, wash your hands. Stay hydrated. Um, and listen to the Untranslatable podcast. Yes. That's right. So we hope this episode has been informative for all of you. Um, and as I said, if you have other questions or you're curious about my experience um, living in China during the coronavirus, uh, let us know, untranslatablepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, check out our Instagram for pictures and all sorts of stuff. Um, I didn't take pictures because it while I was in China because it just looked like a place with no people. So... Maybe I should have, but I figured since it looked kind of like a ghost town, I didn't have pictures of people there to compare it to. Uh, it would, you would just be like, why is Chad just taking pictures of random buildings or streets? <laughs> um, so I apologize for that. But anyways, check out our Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Slide into our DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable One. Or check Bye out the flight attendant stuff. video as well. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dekuyame, muchas gracias. 你谢谢。